Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Wall-to-wall coverage across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. As John McMullen now checks in from inside AT&T Stadium, special pregame edition of Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen uh, as we get you ready uh, for Big D Dallas. Johnny Mack, welcome in, my friend. Thanks for all the work you're doing today, wall-to-wall, including the big announcement, Eagles report on phillymag.com. A lot of activity, a lot of great coverage uh, from you uh, in Philly Mag today. Great way to kick off Dallas week. Let's begin and come to you uh, down in Dallas uh, live for the game tonight. Where shall we begin tonight, Johnny Mack? Uh, Well, obviously, it's a big NFC East game, a big rivalry game, Joe. And I think everybody looks at this and says, you know, there's not another NFC East game. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles till deep in November when they go up the Jersey Turnpike to face the New York Giants. So this is the early opportunity for one of these two teams to kind of set itself apart, maybe become the de facto leader in what looks like it's going to be another season that is perhaps, if we're going to be kind, kind of difficult for the NFC East. I think it's it's starting to be pretty clear there's no dominant team again in this division john you know coming in and always going into every game i always want to feel good uh, about going into the uh, next football game feel good about jalen hurts feel good about uh, the team's chances to get a win i spent yesterday uh, looking back at the Atlanta game, looking back at the home opener uh, against San Fran, and then, of course, watched that shootout last night with San Fran 
uh, and Green Bay. Uh, and, I, and then I tried to compartmentalize all of that uh, and process that into the Eagles going into this game one and one. I think if I think they could have been 2-0 and uh, if they would have capitalized on one of two uh, long pass completions by Jalen Hurts. Now, that may be optimistic, but uh, how optimistic are you about their chances going up against Dak Prescott and the Cowboys tonight, uh, who, as we know, can put up some points? Yeah, I think that will tell the tale of the game is how much can the Eagles defense hold this Dallas Cowboys offense down? Uh, I'm not sure. been talking about it since the spring, really, and, and, and really even dating back further in the offseason. Can this team project to win a shootout against a, a terrific offensive team? The Cowboys have the ability to score a lot of points. They also have the ability to give up a lot of points, but if you were kind of projecting this, do you think the Eagles can win a 35-30 game, something like that? I'm not sure that's the way they can play at this stage of it, the evolution of this offense and this quarterback and this coach. So I think a lot of it has to be on Jonathan Gannett's defense to kind of figure out a way to slow down uh, this offense a little bit and keep them under that 30-point barrier, certainly. Um, and if they can do that, they can they can win this football game because the Cowboys are really, really banged up uh, up front, particularly on defense, their defensive line. So a lot of people worried about Andre Dillard. Look, if, if he's ever going to get back on the right track, this is probably the week to do it because there are no dominant pass rushers on the Dallas Cowboys to the point where they are, are, are going to move Micah Parsons most likely to edge rusher from linebacker just to get some kind of pass rush. You know, before the injury uh, to Brooks and then before the practice injury that now has Jordan Mailata out for the game, uh, the, one of the storylines coming into the first two games, hey, this offensive line, uh, is one of the top five offensive lines in the league. Now, Landon Dickerson makes his first start tonight. Andre Dillard, who quickly fell off the radar as early as practice two, three, or four back in training camp. Now he gets the start. What do you make of it? What do you expect tonight, John? Well, as I said, you know, the positive part is there's no Nick Bosa on the other side of the football. Demarcus Lawrence is the Cowboys' best defensive player. Um, he generally lines up on the left side, so that would be Lane Johnson. But they're smart enough to flip him uh, if he was available, and he's not available. So that's really, really good news for the Eagles because the, the Cowboys – don't really have that type of player on their defense right now. They got Randy Gregory back from the from the COVID list, but he's been more reputation than anything else in his career to this point as he's been suspended uh, multiple times for substance abuse issues. Uh, and as I said, Parsons, you know, they drafted him to be uh, their off-ball linebacker, and they they've had to move him to a position he's not used to just to get that athleticism on the pass rush. And you take that another step further, you know, Parsons is probably the guy they would have wanted uh, to spy Jalen Hurts if Demarcus Lawrence was available. So you have this domino effect 
uh, of Parsons moving away from what they really want him to do because they have to. And that's never a good sign for the defense on the other side. If the offensive line breaks down tonight, Johnny Mac, meaning they're not anywhere near as effective, play that out for us. What will that mean? What will that mean to Jalen? What will that mean to Sirianni's play calling? You know, honestly, I don't think you're going to see much of a difference because of the way Jalen Hurts plays anyway and the fact that he's got such great mobility. Um, he's able, he'll be able to mask uh, some pass uh, protection issues. And at times he has left the pocket early anyway where he probably shouldn't have and he probably, climbed, it probably should have climbed the pocket and kind of flushes out. So I, I really don't think uh, it's going to be that drastic a change if, say, you had a more traditional quarterback go back to Carson Wentz who could move but was a, a more traditional. I think Jalen Hurts alleviates some of those issues from his athleticism. And also, to be honest, from uh, the rawness of the game, because he's going to be leaving the pocket anyway, even if Andre Dillard and, and Brandon Brooks were in there and it was a sure pocket. Two different games, Johnny Mack, offensively for uh, the new head coach, game one uh, against Atlanta, and then game two, the home opener uh, a week ago, called very differently uh, by the head coach. Uh would you say correctly uh, or, or would you say because of the way he called game two, we may see more of how he called game one tonight against Dallas? Well, I think I, I think Nick overreacted to game one. So I'm hoping he learned from that. He tried to put a, a little bit too much on film in the opposite direction. I think he heard a lot of the whispers that said uh, he didn't throw the football, not enough air yardage. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, he went down the field a lot uh, against the San Francisco 49ers, which, to be fair to him, they were down their two starting quarterbacks. So from that standpoint, it, it did make some sense. Uh, but I would like to see uh, a, a lack of extremes. I thought you saw an extreme in week one that was successful, an extreme in week two that was unsuccessful, maybe come to the middle. And, and that's where you should end up. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Our pregame coverage uh, live from AT&T Stadium. Of course, John McMullen will be right back on the live postgame show uh, tonight with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, and Lane Johnson uh, after the game from outside the locker room, all presented by Stateside Vodka Go to statesidevodka.com, use that promo code JACOB, and get 15% off of a one-liter bottle. We thank Stateside Vodka for their season-long commitment to football 24-7 and to uh, Jacob Media. Johnny Mack, injury updates, final injury report. Um, what does it say? Is there anything on there that we should know? Any surprises there? Uh, not really. Davion Taylor's inactive. That's not a surprise as he continues to deal with that calf injury. He, he uh, uh, aggravated uh, when he did return. Rodney McLeod remains out, but he was ruled out on Friday. 
to listen to Birds 365. You knew it was going to be a little while uh, on Roddy McLeod still, so that's not much of a surprise. Uh, Boston Scott had a, a, a bit of an illness this week. He was questionable, so he is going to play. Um, and, and Sua Opeta uh, was elevated from the practice squad to give him an extra offensive lineman uh, for this particular game because of the issues they've had. We have not to date uh, through through the first two games, Johnny Mac, we have not seen very much, if any, of Boston Scott, right? Uh, not from a running back standpoint. He's played strictly on special teams. So the running back rotation has been Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. And as long as they're healthy uh, and they remain healthy, it's going to be Miles and, and Kenny Gainwell. So Boston at this stage is, is just going to be a special teams player. But you know through 17 weeks they're going to need him at some point to play running back. And uh, when that happens, he'll be, he'll be ready to do so. Let me take you back 24 or 40, I guess it would be 48 hours to what was focused Saturday, I guess, uh, compared to what is normally focused Friday um, in terms of final preps or final get ready for uh, for this game. Uh, can you bring us back so we can look ahead uh, to tonight? Did you see anything, feel anything, learn anything different uh, from Jalen or from head coach Sirianni uh, as they get ready to play game three tonight on the schedule? I mean, I think the players are excited, especially the younger players. I, I think Monday Night Football maybe doesn't have the same cachet to older fans that it once did back when it was the marquee game of the week. Now that's Sunday Night Football. But I got to tell you, the younger players, they don't know that. They don't they don't realize that it used to be this big behemoth and it's, it's fallen behind. They just see it as a chance to be. Uh, in a standalone game on national television where the whole league is watching. So I think they're excited by it. And then the second part of it is the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry, which I tell people and they don't like it. A lot of the younger players like each other. So Jalen Hurts is very good friends with C.D. Lamb and vice versa. Uh, Devontae Smith is very good friends with Teron Diggs and vice versa. Uh, So there's not that animus uh, there once was in this rivalry, except for the fan base. You know, Johnny Mack, watching that shootout last night with San Fran and the Packers, um, a, a, a slogan or statement popped up on the uh, on the live broadcast: "Pass for the lead, run for the win." And I was trying to pro- I was trying to actually draw a parallel. Um, between your two, between what you normally say, is that the same thing, only being said a little bit different? Yeah, that's that. That's the way the modern NFL, that's the way coaches think, the vast majority of coaches. Uh, it's changed differently. In fact, Jody Mack asked me the question about run-pass ratio, and I said it doesn't matter. I say it every week. Tell me who's winning in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you what the run-pass ratio is. In this league, you pass – Uh, to get the league. It used to be uh, you ran to set up the pass. Now it's you pass to set up the run. So it's really turned on its head in in modern football. John McMullen is live inside AT&T Stadium. 
Uh, he'll be all over the Jacob Media Network over the next few days as he covers the game wall-to-wall tonight on football, now with football 24-7 uh, live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, a couple things, Johnny Mac, before I let you go and get back to work and uh, start to get ready uh, for the uh, kickoff tonight. Um, what are the two things that you need to see from the Eagles that would put us in a position to win this football game? Uh, I, I think, you know, the Eagles have given up one explosive pass play in the first two games. That is an astonishing statistic. If you're talking about watching uh, the, the shootouts around the rest of the league, I don't expect that to continue to that level. Uh, but they need to limit the big plays from the Cowboys. I think they need uh, to keep the Cowboys under 30 points. Uh, I think if they're over 30, that's big trouble for Philadelphia. Uh, And then I think you look at the Eagles running game, which comes in number two overall. And, And remember, this is not traditional. So we were just talking about this is not a traditional running game. I'm not talking about handing the football off to Miles Sanders. I'm talking about running the football effectively, and that starts with Jalen Hurts and the RPOs and his ability to run the football, especially with Micah Parsons out of the linebacker position. Most likely, there should be some openings for him to run the football. John, is there any added pressure on Jalen going into this game other than the pressure of going in and playing the game is there any other uh pressure out there external noise no i I think jalen i think that's one of the strengths of jalen hurts and people wanted him to take the bait uh all week and talk about this rivalry and to him he really is how he seems it's it's week three uh it's not important more important than week four or week five or week six. And that's how you should look at it as the starting quarterback. Um, and, and you shouldn't get caught up in the white noise, ancillary stuff, as Jalen would say, at the rat poison. Um, it, that's his strength, man. He doesn't, he's not going to put more pressure on himself because it's the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. Um, that's just not his way. And that's a big, that is, if I could put to the one strength off the field rather than on the field, it's his ability uh, to stay even keeled. And that's what I said last week. Nick Sirianni could have took a lesson from Jalen Hurts. Jalen said no losses, just lessons. Whereas Nick Sirianni, the head coach, beat him up, beat himself up over the loss to San Francisco. Uh, same question for Nick Sirianni then. Um, you, you know, last week maybe got away from him. Maybe, maybe, maybe the emotion got away from Nick a little bit. Understandable. Uh, how about tonight? Yeah, and, and, and in some ways, I think being on the road might help Nick Sirianni because you don't have to worry about uh, making the fan base happy. You don't have to worry about those types of things. Uh, you saw the way they were in Atlanta uh, versus the way they were in Philadelphia. Maybe that makes things a little bit easier for him. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen live from inside AT&T Stadium uh, getting ready for a kickoff about an hour and five minutes uh, away. Uh, And then the story will be written. 
And John McMullen will be here uh, to tell us all about it. Great stuff, Johnny Mac. Appreciate you jumping on uh, our live pregame show here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, we'll see you, of course, uh, later on tonight. If we get the opportunity, we may try and check in for our quick halftime update uh, across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, but if not, we'll see you live tonight uh, across the Jacob Media YouTube channel and, of course, also on 6abc.com. All right. Thanks, Krause. All right, good stuff. We'll let John McMullen get back to um, what his what he's doing down live here uh, at AT and T Stadium. All presented, of course, uh, by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com. Use that keyword Jacob. Pick up fifteen percent savings off of a one liter bottle uh, of Stateside Vodka. This is the Jacob Media YouTube Network. As we come to you, leading in to the live game. We'll take a commercial break. We'll continue our pregame coverage across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Back in a moment. 